This is Ozarks at Large. With me on the phone from his office in Fort Smith is Michael Tilley with Talk Business and Politics. Michael, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm glad we can talk before the, the big winter blizzard wipes us all out. <laughs> well, I know there are certain people that consider it isn't winter until there's snow. So, okay, let's have a couple of inches <laughs> yeah. of snow and then move on to baseball season. That's my... Uh... <laughs> there you go. Let's talk about dogs. I love talking about dogs. And you have an article about a possible future additional dog park in Fort Smith. Yeah, you know, um, you can uh, you can gerrymander uh, quorum court districts. You can do the public's business and the private. You can break Freedom of Information Act laws, but don't you dare take away our dog park. <laughs> exactly. Uh, them, them, them there is fighting words, um, which is what happened. Um, and this is all tied to Fort Smith being selected for that foreign military sales program where they're going to bring the F-35, F-16s, the Singapore – Air Force in, which is going to be three or four years out. Uh, but beginning in April, uh, the airport um, is going to begin extending the runway. They're part of that, bringing that um, military, foreign military pilot training center here, they had to extend the runway, which cut right into the dog park that existed at the east end of the runway. Well, um, citizens raised totally hell about that. Um, the city offered a very small little piece of property out at Chaffee Crossing. Mind you, this the park they're getting rid of is, is many acres. It has a pond. I mean, it's a large piece of property. The first time I saw it several years ago, I expected it to be, you know, maybe the size of a couple, two or three backyards. But it, it's a very nice uh, piece of property. And, 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 and I don't want to make light of it, but it is a great amenity. And you can go there almost any day. Well, you could before it was closed. And you would see a good number of folks there. It was being well used. So these folks, when the park was closed, um, they did not like it. And they demanded action. And so to the city's credit, they're working with the Sebastian County. Uh, and they're working with Fort Chaffee Redevelopment Authority. They've found about a 22-acre area that has um, – some of the same amenities, a lot of trees, uh, a water feature um, that will that they're going to try to pull together. It's not a done deal yet, um, but they're working on it, and they hope to have an agreement in place soon and and have the um, uh, park uh, open for citizens and their pets by spring. So uh, again, it's this kind of cracks me up. I, I don't again, I don't want to diminish this. It's a great amenity for the citizens, but um, it was interesting to see the city uh, respond to this so quickly uh, when, when on some other things, <laughs> they're not quite as uh, quick to jump. <laughs> well, speaking of things that take time, I-49, oh, which, which one public official who I will not name once told me I-49 is the highway of Arkansas's future, and it always will be, only <laughs> meaning that we've been talking about it for literally decades. It was a bit back in the news this the past few days. What's what's going on? Well, yeah, so um, it was back in the news for some, I think, some strange reasons. Uh, we had reported um, back in August and in September, back in August, Arkansas Highway Commissioner Keith Gibson 
talked about that the um, highway department would soon uh, begin work on extending I-49. Right now, it stops. You know, when you come, when you're going to Fayetteville or, or coming back uh, from the Fort Smith area, you know, at that interchange there, I-49, I-40, they're going to extend that on south. It'll cross the river and connect just north of Barling, kind of northeast of Barling. Uh, or no, that's not true. It'll connect in Barling and Highway 22, where there's always, already an interstate that runs for a few miles through the Chaffee Crossing area down to South 71. So it would it would be somewhat of an outer ring uh, around um, the metro area when it's complete. So, but we've reported on that, and when voters passed issue, Arkansas voters passed issue one, it, it set aside about 270 million dollars for this project. And that's not going to be enough to complete it. I'm assuming they're going to get funds from other places because the bridge that that you're building an interstate in a river bottom land you're going to have to have some a lot of levee work a lot of other extraordinary work that you wouldn't normally have on on more stable property plus a bridge so it's going to be i think probably considerably more than 270 million we don't have a price estimate yet they're still working on bridge design but for whatever reason, the director, Lori Tudor of the highway department, made comments recently at a chamber event about this, and other members of the media just lost their minds and started reporting on it like it was a new development. Well, it's not a new development. Also, they were reporting on it as if you know we're going to be having a groundbreaking or a ribbon cutting on a new highway here in a few years. Cons- significant construction on this is not going to begin until maybe 2025. Uh, if we still have a republic by then, I guess. Uh, and the completion of the interstate um, will be at the end of the decade. And I tried to pin them down which side at the end of the decade, you know, 2029 or 2031, you know, which which is it? And I couldn't get an answer on that. And it's not their fault. They're just still in design work. Um, another part of the project would take a two lane, just so one side of the interstate from Greenwood down to Y City, where you take the turn left to go to hot springs so that's another 270 million dollar project but i would encourage folks just to kind of calm down slow down it's not going to get started soon Uh, and it's going to be you know it could be eight to ten years uh, before it's completed Um, although that's still i do understand there's a little bit of certainty but we've like i said we've had that certainty since last august when when discussions really started coming that, hey, this is going to happen. Um, Now, what we don't have, Kyle, is there's another, there's roughly 136 miles, according to the highway department, of I-49 from Fort Smith down the Texas line that would really connect the whole New Orleans, Shreveport, Fort Smith, Kansas City connection. That's that's got a a little bit pricier tag. I don't think you and I could pay for it because it's $4.1 billion. Uh, for that 136 miles. So that's that's the future. That's what we want to get completed. So, yes, the, the idea is when this is all done, it's a New Orleans to Kansas City four lanes of connectivity. Yes, and for the Fort Smith Metro, that means you've, you have two major U.S. interstate systems bisecting, and you can look at almost any metro area, and when they have something like that, it is a um, it's a sig- significant economic development tool uh, and attraction. Well, so eight to 10 years, 
To put that in perspective, that's roughly the amount of time it takes to get from Russellville to Hot Springs right now. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seemingly. On a good day. <laughs> on a good yeah. day, right. All right. Uh, one more story to discuss. This is one that kind of keeps coming back. It's FOI, Freedom of Information Act, issues with the city of Fort Smith. The city prevailed in the latest uh, challenge, but there's a little bit more to the story. Yes, we've been told um, really just before our, um, well, just in the last few hours, the attorney, uh, Joey McCutcheon, who sued the city and lost, although it was very interesting, if you read the judge's ruling, the judge even um, used language that, uh, frankly, if you didn't know any better, you would thought you thought he was going to rule against the city. But um, what the city did is they they played fast and loose with Freedom of Information Act laws in essentially voting on an agenda item outside of the public meeting, which uh, is a clear violation of the Freedom of Information Act's public meetings law. However, the city has has a very interesting take and a very interesting little twist on how they do this. So they they don't violate the letter of the law. They do violate the spirit of the law, in my estimation. Uh, that's just my estimation. But Mr. McCutcheon, the attorney, has decided to appeal. We don't have that story posted yet, but we should have it posted uh, hopefully um, later uh, Friday afternoon. All no right. later than Friday. No later. Say. Gotcha. Michael Tilley is with Talk Business and Politics. You can read about what we've talked about and so much more at talkbusiness.net. All right, Michael, get your bread, get your milk, hunker down for the winter storm that may or may not be coming. I'm just going to get a big old pot of beans and some cornbread and kick back. I think that's whether it snows or not, that sounds like a great thing to do. Thank you, Michael. All right.